Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Messy Walk hey, Podcast. Hey. Um, this is episode six. Episode which is six. Every time the number gets bigger, it's like it's more awesome. of a shock to it's great to me. We're uh, in this for the long haul, just so you know. So <laughs> even if it's no good or there's nobody listening, we're going to at least episode hundred. So we're still making it. We're going. There. We're going. There. <laughs> no one listens. Even if we're listening. Um, last week we actually talked about uh, this idea of regret and discipline, and how do how do we deal with uh, regrets? How do we let those become disciplines and you know this episode we're going to be leaning more toward the discipline idea um, on how do we create disciplines out of our many regrets in life and not just shrink back into self-pity or just you know, for sure not doing anything at all becoming lazy yeah so this is kind of like a two-parter um and the next several episodes will be like this like we'll we'll talk through the same kind of concept for a couple of episodes and so a little bit heavier on the regret part. The last one started to transition into what discipline really looks like, and then this one, let's talk through. You know, let's let's just get serious about. Well, I got a lot of regrets. How do I do something about them? You know, as yeah. a Christian, how do I do something about them? How do I? How am I disciplined? Because I think that if Christians are honest, which is what we're trying to do here, right? Yes, you feel the feel. You should feel the vibe. Very um, a lot of honesty. Uh, I think if Christians are honest, they would admit that. Uh, we as Christians we want to be seen as very disciplined but if we're really honest we pull back the curtain we'll realize that discipline is probably where we struggle the most you know and and I think that's that's coming from not necessarily dealing with or walking through those regrets and those sin and we end up just kind of going man I wish I was more disciplined in this area I wish I did this differently what that when you say when I say, I wish I was better at this, or I wish I didn't do these things, you're articulating regret, and at the same time, articulating the need for discipline. Like, when I say, I wish I didn't do this, I'm saying, I regret being this person, doing these things, leaning into the sin, whatever it is. At the same time, I'm saying, I want to have discipline in this area that doesn't allow me to, to do that anymore, right? And so you've got to, you've got to start leaning into, well... As a disciple, we said this last episode, as a disciple, the the same root word for disciple is the same root word for discipline. And so just being a disciple of Christ means that we are disciplined disciples, mm, yeah. that we take action steps forward away from the sin, away from the past, away from the gr- regret, away from the stuff that we're doing right now or the person that we are, and we take action steps towards who we want to be in Jesus who he has created us to be, who he has saved us to be, um, and where we want to go forward. And so as as Christians, we have to, at some point, and this is probably like an everyday thing, say, no, I'm not living in that regret no more. I want to be disciplined instead in this area of my life. You know, And like we were saying before, before you go thinking to yourself that I'm never going to do this because I'm never going to be perfect, no, neither am I, and none of us will be. There will be constantly more areas to improve in. And more areas to grow, um, and that'll always be an innate struggle in our hearts until 
until we die or Christ comes to split the sky, right? Until until he comes back to get us. Yeah. Well, that'll always be the case um, because we're not perfected in that um, until the, the, the point of sanctification is completed when he returns and makes all things new. So we're going to always struggle with those pieces. And so I think what we got to kind of think through is how to biblically deal with regrets. How do we turn regrets into discipline? How do we do that? That's the question. That's what we need to talk through today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think. Yeah, for sure. If you guys are down, all five of you. (laughs) And you even mentioned it uh, last week, and I love it. You were saying, I'm not, uh, good luck with the five steps. Yeah. You know, I I can be on step four, and then one day be like, dang, I guess I'll just restart. And then, you know, it's 80 years down the line, I'm still doing the same, you know, five-step program that isn't working. Yeah. And it kind of makes me think I am, because it's like, oh, if I get to five, I'm good. But... Again, what you said, biblically, we know we're not going to reach a point where, like, I have perfected in this one area of my life, and I, like, I never struggle with it. Yeah. Um, So, biblically, how do we do that Um, and kind of stray away from this idea, like, okay, I'll just do five steps and then succeed, and then I'm I'm done with it. We we have to understand um, and constantly go back to the fact that, and and Paul... um, and the writer of Hebrews, which we used to think was Paul, but now we don't think it's Paul. No, um, no one knows. We'll just call him. We'll just call him Hebrew. Um, Hebrew. His first name's He. His last name's Brew. Anyway, he make, he good make, preacher he joke. Make, he makes coffee. <laughs> he makes coffee, and so he's a great guy. He's got a great coffee shop. Anyway, they they talk a ton about this imagery of running this race. Hmm. There's this constant reference in the scriptures. You can go back and read it. Um, it kicks off in First Corinthians and chapter nine, and it's in Hebrews twelve and. Um, this imagery of we're running this race. And so we're, we're um, one, we're focused on the prize. We're focused on the end game, right? And the end game, the prize is heavenly. It's Jesus. It's, it's God. And we're storing up those treasures for the long haul, right? And so we're, but we're running this race. So we're disciplined in that, running that race. So we're constantly training ourselves, retraining, um, you know, we're uh, looking ahead to the end of it. We're um, in Hebrews. It talks about throwing out, throwing off all those things that hinder us, mm-hmm. right? And the sin that so easily entangles us. Getting past all that stuff and running. And the illustration that he uses in Hebrews um, is this illustration of these runners running naked, right? Like nothing holding us back. And so you can only do that, which is why this is the power in the Christian. You can only do that with the power of Jesus, right? You can only even think that I could possibly run this race like that and get rid of everything that's holding me back in this world and live the absolute best life I can live for Christ with the power of Christ. So you can't do it on your own. And so that's why self-help stuff is crap. You know, there is no self-help. We do it with the power of Jesus. But when it comes to, you know, this idea of, all right, there's a bunch of steps I have to take. I don't think so. Um, And and I've experienced this in my own personal life. Like, I think that there's basically two questions that we ask ourselves all the time, and they're the constantly the forming questions in how we become in the future the person that we regret not being in the past. That's what discipline's doing for us. Um, There's two big questions. So let me drop some drop some nuggets here. You ready? Spit some fire. Nugget drop. Drop some bars right now. Right, we're in the studio. Wicked, wicked. Anyway, um, <laughs> here they go. Uh, the first one is, uh, what do you want most? 
What do you want most? Because remember, regret is all about doing what you want now instead of what you want most. And discipline's all about doing what you want most instead of, do, you know, doing the things that are, that are focused on what you want most instead of focusing on what you want now. So you've got to ask your question. You've got to ask the question of yourself all the time. What do I want most? Like, what do I want most in every situation, in every place? And when I say something like that, you can't give me something stupid. You know, when I say, what do you want most? You can't give me something dumb. Like, well, I just want to live a nice, quiet life and enjoy life and retire. Well, that's dumb. Right, that's stupid. That's boring. lame and boring. And my goodness, Jesus did not save you for that kind of life. So, you know, you you can't give what you got to ask the question all the time. Like, of what do you want most? As a father, what do you want most? As a mother, what do you want most? Right? As a student, what do you want most? And you got to be able to process through what that is. And what you want most is what you will do. And if what you want most is small, it's going to be regret. It's going to turn into regret. So if what you want most as a student is to get good grades, then I think you'll get through the end of it and you'll go, well, I got good grades, but I didn't do this. I wasn't this person. I wasn't this. I didn't, you know, I didn't shine the light of Jesus in my school, but I got good grades, right? So it's what do you want most is the question we have to ask all the time. What do I want most in my life? Um, And for some of us, it's, you know, we've got to take Christ seriously. You know, for some of you in certain moments, it's, when you think about regret and discipline, um, there's pain involved in both. And so if, you know, what I want most is to honor God with my finances, then I'm going to have to have some discipline in being able to do that. And so you, you don't even know where to start with discipline until you answer the question, what do I want most in all these little individual areas that you're growing in? And so we've got to be able to ask it. So if you're listening right now, all five of you, Right? No, we're on episode six. We're gaining one every week. So six of you today, what do you want most right now? And so lean into the Holy Spirit and say, in this particular area of my life, what do I want most? And don't list like like 15 things. It's so easy to, to say, you know, well, I want, I want this and I want this and I want this and this. These are the things I want most. Just whatever the Holy Spirit's working on you right now, right? Because um, he doesn't overwhelm us with all these different areas at the same time. We're working kind of individually. Um, you just pick one. And when you start to get victory in that one area, victory then is kind of contagious and it starts to propel you into other areas. And so the yeah. question has to be to start off, what do you want most? I've had to wrestle with this lately. because So let's be real. I have regrets just like everybody else. And we're pushing up on 10 years of this church real close. And I'm also a naturally negative person. I know I've sounded real positive on this podcast, but that's because it's in the notes that tells me to be positive. I am naturally (laughs) a negative person. I'm pessimistic. My glass is, my glass isn't just, you know, the whole glass half full, glass half empty thing? My glass isn't just half empty. My glass is half empty with a crack in it and some smudges and some lipstick stains. Like that's, that's how I see it. And so this sinful man nature of me is very optimistic, very negative. And so when I look back on nine, ten years of ministry at Union, the church that we planted, but then when I also want to look back on that, I look back on I just celebrated 20 years in ministry period. We just celebrated 20 years of marriage. We're about to hit 21. Wow. When I look back on that, it's really easy for me to go, wasted so much time, Hmm. did so many stupid things. What was I thinking? 
you know, I'll never get that time back. It, it just, you end up sitting in this like vortex of regret, you know, that you can't seem to get back. And, and, and it's tough to do that. So like when I'm sitting here right now, I'm going, man, I regret so much over the last 10 years of this church plant. Um, and so what I'm asking myself right now, and anniversaries tend to do this to you. So like right now, you guys are listening. We're, we're a little over a year into the Rona, right? So we've done hit the Rona anniversary and all that stuff. When you hit anniversary times, it tends to make you look back and go, man, a year has gone by. Five years has gone by. Ten years has gone by. And so I look at those and I go, now, going forward now, I can either sit here and stare at these regrets or I can be this disciple who's running a race, pressing forward, pressing forward, shrugging off all the stuff that hinders, and I go, what do I want most? And what I said I wanted most five years ago was a big, thriving church. What I said I wanted most five years ago, and I never would have said this out loud, but I can say it on here because it's only me and Graham in the room, and I can pretend like you guys aren't here. Yeah. What I wanted most five years ago was a big, thriving church, was to be known, was to be respected, was to be seen as, you know, a great preacher, a great teacher, a great leader. What I want most now, as I'm thinking through this, as I'm answering this question for myself, what I want most right now when it comes to ministry is I want my children, um, I want my children when all this is said and done and they're grown to be in love with Jesus and still love his church. Mm. Not just in love with Jesus, but to love his bride. That's what I want most. And so that, answering that question just starts to set you up for, all right, if I know what I want most, then I got a starting point. Um, that's going to lead me to, I'm not going to regret that. You know, mm. so if you if you kind of see what I was doing there personally, yeah. What I'm doing there personally is I'm saying, I don't want just a big church. Like it's not that's not the end goal anymore. If it happens, it happens. Great, it's just gravy. What I want most is my kids are in love with Jesus and they're in love with this church. Now I've set myself up to be able to go. Here, where do I go from here? Then, what I want, and what I'm doing there is I'm just saying, I regret wanting that before. Now I'm going to do something different to run this waste in a different way. And every time you do this, every time you start to say, Holy Spirit, show me what I should want most in my life, he's going to show you. And you're able to kind of go, i got to do something different then. And if you'll notice, every time you start to focus on what the Holy Spirit wants most for you, it's something bigger that is more heavenly. And the thing that you have the regret tied to is usually something more earthly. Like me wanting a bigger church, right, and being known, that's earthly. I can lie to myself and say that it's holy and righteous and heavenly because it represents a bunch of people's souls and all that kind of stuff, right? But when I say to myself, I want my children to love Jesus and still love the church, like walking through this thing as a PK, as a preacher kid, and that their daddy loved them, loved them, and was that, that was his primary ministry, and they loved Jesus and they loved the church— doesn't that sound like a treasure in heaven? Hmm. It sounds a whole lot more like a treasure in heaven than it does something like a treasure on earth, like yeah. a big church. Yeah. And, you know, the Rona, the Rona will show you in about four minutes 
how quick a big church can disappear, you know, or or change, you know. Um, so you, you got to kind of kick off with what do you want most? And you're not asking that question in general. You're asking that question about every little thing, every little thing, um, as the Holy Spirit leads you. Like, what do I want most um, in the area of my finances? What do I want most as I uh, am a boss? What do I want most as a father and a husband? What do I want most as a my Christian witness in the world? Like, you're constantly asking these questions of what I want most. And that's where you have to start off at. That's where discipline begins. That's where regret changes. You can see kind of the hope for the future, and regret can kind of turn to something positive. I'm learning from it, and I say, what do I want most? And now i got a better picture of a future that's more heavenly, and now I can take some steps towards that instead of just sitting over here in some big pity party for yourself about regrets, right? I know, I've done that before. I've thrown myself a whole lot of pity parties over the years. And all they tend to do is lead to more regret. So you got to kind of kick off with this question. And, of course, I'm not telling you to ask yourself. I'm telling you to let the Holy Spirit ask this in your heart. Adam, what do you want most? Graham, what do you want most? Grandma who's listening right now, you're the only person, what do you want most? You know, lady from Food Line, what do you want most? That's where you got to start. That's where it's got to kick off at. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. You know, I don't know if any of this stuff is is uh, brilliant or genius or anything. Craig Rochelle, who's pastor of Life Church, probably one of the most prominent pastors in America right now, is writing on this concept currently. I think he just had a new book drop about it. But there's some great minds that are talking about these things. But this is just what's happening for me personally. You yeah. know, this is where I'm trying to to increase discipline and push towards that instead of creating more regret. So that's the first big question. Yeah. What do you want most? I This relates, I would say, a lot to me because I've had moments where I've realized like my impatience has caused a short-term pleasure or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But then the discipline, I've noticed in things that have been disciplined, I'm like, yeah, this is so much better than if I would have been patient yep. and actually you know, let discipline guide this whole thing instead of my impatience being like no i want this yeah now. true true we've all i've i can't tell you how many times i've bought something out of just an impatience instead of sitting there researching it like you know what i'm saying like the that's idea that's a good of, one of that's like, a good illustration we had a killer illustration last uh, episode about guardrails the one you just did about <laughs> purchase is a really good one you can see the humanity in this with purchases oh, yeah. right um where if you uh you regret a purchase right um, but if you're patient and you're disciplined in it, you rarely ever regret purchases that you're disciplined and patient in. But you definitely regret the ones that you're, you know, just kind of, I'm not waiting, I'm doing what I want, right? And, and those things, don't they feel like treasures on earth yeah. versus treasures in heaven? You know, yeah. that's how that whole thing plays out. You know, I know preachers use that verse to get people to give money to the church. Um, you know, don't store up your treasures over here. Instead, treasures in heaven. And you throw that out there so people give money to church. Yeah. But really, that principle is so widely applied on virtually everything that we do and we think about. Yeah, that's what Jesus is talking about. You know, he, of course, he's he's talking possessions too, no doubt. But he's talking all those pieces. You know that. Every little thing in life is storing up treasures in heaven or storing up treasures on earth. Everything is either I'm pushing forward to what I know is in the future and the hope that I hold on to, or I'm just settling for what's right in front of me right now and yeah. this earth is it. You know, and a lot of us as Christians 
Me too. There's so many areas of our life where we just live like this earth is it. Yeah. Like this, like America's the promised land. You know, America is not the promised land, folks. No. You know, and we tend to live like it is instead of going, no, there's a bigger purpose here. You know, there's a bigger thing. I mean, like, it's crazy that we take the 80 years or so that our life expectancy is here and we put so much emphasis on the 80 years when if we believe in God, if we are Christ followers, we actually believe in eternity. Mm. And so that 80 years is like not even a blip on the timeline of our whole life. You know, and so living your life for the last 10 or 15 years where you can live in retirement, because that's what most of us do, even as Christians. We push through every day so we can spend that last 15 years sitting on a beach somewhere drinking a Corona. Or I just said that because I saw some some uh, those those Corona commercials are pretty awesome. And um, the beach looks great and the Corona looks great. The lime looks great. It's just cool. And, you know, spend those last 15 years so we can travel or so we can not work. Yeah. When really there's a whole another eternity on the side of this other side of this thing and why would we spend so much time focused on a 15-year period or even an 80-year a whole lifetime period when we actually believe there's a whole eternity it's true you know i think jesus is is spot on when he's telling us pay attention to where your heart is because that's where your treasure is and so don't store up treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy, right? Yeah. Store for, up for yourself treasures on earth where the thief can't steal them yeah. and nothing can destroy them. There's something bigger there. Discipline lets us store up treasures in heaven. Regret is proof positive that we're storing up treasures on earth that it's disappear, true. you know? So the big question has to be, and so that, that illustration you brought up about buying stuff, purchases is so good. Um, the big question has to be, what do you want most? That's where yeah. we gotta start. And then I think if you answer that question, the next one's easy. It almost rolls off your tongue. You don't even need me to tell you what question two is. If you know what you want most, then question two is, is what do you need to do right now to achieve that then? Like what's the step you take right now to get there? Because if you go looking at, well, what I want most is, like go back to the one I said. If what I want most is my kids to love Jesus and love the church, you notice that when I said that, I'm thinking out 10, 15 years. I got a five-year-old. So I'm thinking like, you know, when she's grown, that's what I'm talking about here. I got a 13-year-old. I'm thinking when she's grown, you're starting to think out further. And it can be very overwhelming at that point, and then you don't do anything. Discipline doesn't happen. Yeah. So what ends up what ends up going down is is if if you ask yourself what you want most, and I think we're all kind of doing this naturally anyway. We talked about this last episode that the Holy Spirit is already leading us that path of what we want most. He's constantly pushing us back to what's most important. We answer that question. If we don't say, all right, what do I need to do right now to achieve that in the future? We'll become overwhelmed with looking at all the steps it's going to take between now and then for that to actually happen. Then we do nothing. And so here's what I, here's what I think. I think this is big. I think your biggest regret in life will, but will come from the time that you sit down and you go, here's what I want most, and you don't take a step right then to do mm-hmm. something about it. That's really good that turns into your greatest regrets. That's really good. Because like for me, if I don't intentionally do something right now, this moment, in the, in the, in the, the monotony of a, of a Wednesday to make sure my kids know I love them, I love Jesus, 
They should love Jesus. The church is Jesus' bride. If I don't do something today in the monotony of a month, of a Wednesday, then I'm not ever going to do it long term. And what will end up happening long term is, is it will become my biggest regret. I can tell you right now that if I don't do something about what I just said I wanted most, that my biggest regret in life will be that. Hmm. That I'll watch my kids go, yeah, Jesus is cool and all, but his church sucks because it did this to my daddy or my daddy put it before me. You know, we were secondary. The church is bad, whatever they may say. That'll be my biggest regret. Hmm. And so it's, it will, if you don't do something, if you don't take what's my step right now to begin to achieve what I want most, it's going to turn into your biggest regret, which is saying a lot because we already got some big regrets in our past. For sure. And so what I'm saying is right now, whatever it is you want most that the Holy Spirit's telling you and you don't do something about it, it's going to turn into be a bigger regret than the ones you already got. And so what do you want to do most is the question. What is that? And then what do I need to do right now? Hmm. And you can't get you can't get too far ahead, you know. The word is a lamp unto our path, right? A lamp unto our feet is what the scripture says. What's it mean? It means it's only lighting up just a step or two in front of you. If you saw the whole path and all the steps it took, you probably wouldn't take the first step. But you need his guidance in every step to take anyway. And so you've got to be able to, we can't focus on 46 steps. We can't focus on 20 years from now. No. So we have to focus on what the next step is. And so let him light up the path in your life on what the next step is in this. That's where the discipline's found. It's in what is that very next step towards what I want most. Yeah. You can't miss either one of those. You can't just you can't just be taking next steps without some idea of what you want most or you're going to regret it. And you can't be knowing what you want most and not taking the next step because you're in trouble when that happens. So that's the key. The key is is making sure that you take a step. So as we kind of you know, I don't know, Graham's in charge of this part. I just talk. But if we're, if we're starting to wrap up, then the idea is, is if you answer the question what you want most, I think that's an easier question to answer than you think it is. What do you need to do right now? What do you need to do right now? What I've been faced with today is what I need to do right now to make sure my kids know that Jesus is ultimate and the bride, his, his bride is the church. Right, and they are yeah. a part of that, and they are called to it, um, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's a blessing to be a part of it, um, even as a PK. And so I got to do some little things today to make that happen. Yeah. So the the you know if you're listening, you're thinking through, man, I wanna I wanna be able to walk down this path. What do you want most, and what do you need to do today to achieve that? What's a small step you can take right now? Because um, I'm telling you. Do you know anybody who wants to live with more regrets? I don't know anybody. No. I don't know people that aren't Christians who sit around going, you know what? What I really want to do is I just want to create a bunch of regrets in my life, you know, and I want to end my life with just, just these, all these things that I absolutely regret. Nobody thinks that. I hate it. You know, right? Nobody thinks that. Now, you know what I really want to do is I want to blow up my marriage and I want to be a bad father and I just want to regret everything possible. When I hit 80 and you know, when I meet God, I just want to regret so much stuff. Nobody thinks that way. Yeah. So you got to be able to take some steps towards it because I don't want to live with regrets anymore. I don't want them. Yeah. I've had enough. And so I think that 
the pain of the regrets in the path are, are uh, past are enough. I would rather have the pain of the discipline right now. Yeah. So think through, those of you that kind of listen to this, think through what do you need to do now to achieve what you want most? That's the big question. Hmm. So That's really good. I actually learned... Wow, this has been really good for me to hear myself. <laughs> um, well, it's good for me to say because yeah. believe me, I, like I said before, I'm I'm no expert at this. I'm yeah. working on it every day. I'm failing every day. I'm striving every day. I'm trying to run the race. Exactly. Yep, at least picking ourselves back up. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys. Um, Thanks so much. This last two weeks, these I mean, last week and this week has been really good, and I hope uh, you guys leave with some um, application for sure. Local application for this week. Um, let us know, and we have an Instagram page. Uh, yeah. So if you guys want to check us out, it's the Messy Walk Podcast on Instagram. And let us know. Um, we, we post on there and comment and let us know how you're enjoying the podcast. Send us a message. If it's encouraging you, if you even have questions, send a question on the Instagram. Yeah, we have it, on the Facebook page, too. We have a Facebook page as well. Um, we we hope to be able to integrate some more of that stuff in the future, like questions and stuff like that and things like that. And yeah. as we hit an episode, highlight like a benchmark, like, you know, the 10th episode. Maybe being able to right, you know, do some stuff, take some questions, send out a prize, something like that, you know. Yeah. You know, and and you got a good chance of winning because there's only five of you listening, so you have a really good chance of winning that prize on the tenth episode. It's like uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) 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 We'll have you. We'll have all y'all come to the. Yeah, yeah. We just have a party. Hang out. Uh, Well, thank you guys for listening, uh, joining us for the next two weeks, where we'll be talking about control and surrender. That's gonna be a good one. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Thanks for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.